I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewis.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the two-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishnewis.substack.com on November 3rd, 2023, um, <laughs> very, very close to Shabbos, <laughs> and the article is entitled Vayera, A Lesson in Sneus from Lot's Daughters. The Torah's narrative about Sodom concludes with the origin story of Ammon and Moab, the two nations that resulted from the incestuous rape of Lot by his own daughters. Here is the full episode in Breshis 19, 30-38. Lot came up from Tsoar and settled on the hill, He, his two daughters together with him for he was afraid to dwell in Soar. He dwelt in a certain cave, he and his two daughters. The elder said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man on earth to come to bed with us like the way of all the earth. Come, let us give our father wine to drink, and let us lie with him, to give life to offspring from our father. They gave their father wine to drink that night, and the elder came and lay with her father, and he knew not when she lay down or when she arose. And on the next day the elder said to the younger, Look, last night I lay with my father. Let us give him wine to drink tonight as well, and come lie with him, that he may give us give life to offspring through our father, that we may give life to offspring through our father. On that night as well they gave their father wine to drink, and the younger arose and lay with him, and he knew not when she lay down or when she arose. The two daughters of Lot conceived by their father. The elder bore a son, and she called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moab of our days. And the younger as well bore a son, and she called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites of our days. End quote from Breshis. Despite the Torah's negative stance on arayos, forbidden sexual unions, especially incest, and despite the natural revulsion we feel when we read this story, the mainstream view among Chazal and the classical commentators is that the daughters of Lot acted virtuously. Granted, they were mistaken in their assessment that, quote, there is no man on earth to come to bed with us like the way of all the earth, end quote. Rashi, citing Chazal, explains, quote, They thought that the whole world had been destroyed as in the time of the generation of the flood, end quote, and believed that they were the only survivors who could repopulate the human species. Their actions were for the sake of heaven, and they were rewarded by God. Rabbeinu Bachya ben Asher elaborates on their praiseworthy conduct and its reward. Quote, the daughters of Lot were Tsenuos, modest, and Misbaishos, ashamed of soliciting sexual intercourse from their father even though a Noahide is permitted to sleep with his daughter. Our sages said that their intention was for the sake of heaven, in order to populate the world, for they saw the enormous destruction in that generation, and they were afraid that human species would go extinct. Because their mother had already perished by being stricken as a pillar of salt, and their father was alone without a mate, therefore it was necessary, in their view, to do this act in order to give life to offspring through him, so that the species wouldn't perish. We know all this from their statement, quote, and there is no man on earth, etc. End quote. Because of this, you will not find that scripture ascribes any znus, lechery, to them in the entire Parsha, since their intention was for the sake of heaven. Therefore, the elder, the elder daughter, merited as a descendant Ruth, the Moabite, progenitor of King David, who accepted upon herself the 606 mitzvos, that's the numerical value of, of Rus in Hebrew, uh, that Israel has in, in addition to the seven mitzvahs of the Noahides. The younger one merited as a descendant Naama the Ammonite, who was the mother of King Rechavam, uh, son of Shlomo. Both of them merited that their offspring be part of the royal dynasty of David. End quote from Rabbi Bachia. The Torah gives credit where credit is due. These women engaged in an act that was repugnant even to the people of that time, 
according to the Radak on Breshi's 1932, but they did so for the sake of the human race, and they went about it with sneos, modesty, choosing a method that would prevent their father from feeling shame. Moreover, moreover, the elder daughter is praised for taking the initiative in this act, as Chazal state in Nazir 23b, quote, Rabbi Chia Bar-Avin said in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua ben Karcha, a person should always take the initiative in a mitzvah matter. As a reward for a single night in which the elder daughter preceded the younger, she merited to precede the younger daughter by four generations to the monarchy of the Jewish people. Uh, explanation here is the descendants of Ruth the Moabite ruled over the Jewish people for four generations, Oved, Yishai, David, and Shlomo, uh, before the reign of Shlomo's son, Rechavam, whose mother was Naamah the Ammonite. Uh, end quote from the Gemara in Nazir. Nevertheless, Chazal do not refrain from criticizing the eldest of the two daughters for naming her son Moab. Both daughters alluded to incest in their choice of names. Moab derives from Me'av, which means from father, and Ben-Ami literally means son of my people or son of my kinsmen. Rav Naftali Hertz Wesley on Breshi's 1937 notes that, quote, even though the elder daughter's intention was for the sake of heaven, she should have acted modestly by not publicizing the identity of the one with whom she cohabited, end quote. Chazal expressed this critique in Bava Kama 38b and spell out the ramifications of the elder daughter's misstep. Quote, Rabbi Chiyabar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not deprive any creature of its reward, even reward for pleasant speech, i.e. euphemisms. With regard to the elder daughter, who said that the name of her son would be Moab, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe in Devarim 2.9, quote, Do not be at enmity with Moab and do not contend with them in battle. End quote implying that specifically battle was not authorized, but that the Jewish people could impose forced labor upon them. However, with regard to the younger daughter, who said that her son would be named Ben-Ami, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, quote, in Devarim 2.19, and when you come near the children of Ammon, do not harass them nor contend with them, end quote, implying do not harass them or contend with them at all, namely do not even impose forced labor on them, end quote from the Gemara and Bavakama. Had the eldest daughter merely alluded to the paternity of her son, like her younger sister, that would have been fine. It was her open disclosure of her incestuous relationship that warranted censure. There are several takeaways from Chazal's assessment of the actions of the daughters of Lot. Number one, intentions matter. Had the daughters of Lot drugged and raped their father for any reason other than repopulating the earth, their deed would have been considered abominable and condemned in the harshest terms. It was their intent that made their action noble. This is the Rabag's takeaway in Breshi's 19 to 24. Quote, the 24th lesson is in character traits, namely that it is proper for us to judge human actions based on their intent, not based on their inherent qualities. You see that since the intention of Lot's daughters was good in this despicable action, they were assisted by Hashem and merited that two nations descend from them that filled the land at the time of the giving of the Torah. End quote. Takeaway two, divine rewards are nuanced. It is tempting to label all actions as either good or bad. Even when we acknowledge the complexity of human deeds, we are still hardwired to classify them in binary terms. I should say we are still tempted to classify them in binary terms. We see from Chazal that this isn't Hashem's approach. The decision of Lot's daughters to have relations with their father was praiseworthy because of its objective and because of the modest manner in which it was carried out. The elder daughter's decision to initiate this act earned her a greater reward than her sister. At the same time, the elder daughter's merit was diminished because of the immodest name she gave her son. Takeaway three, despicable acts should not be flaunted even when done for legitimate reasons. 
In a vacuum, the incest of the two daughters was disgraceful, even though it was permissible by Noahide law. It was their intention and their tsnius which transformed this disgrace into praise. But because the elder daughter called attention to her own sexual immorality, proudly declaring that her son issued forth from her father's her own father's loins, she compromised the value of tsnius for which she was initially lauded. There are cases in which it is necessary or even praiseworthy to engage in unsavory activities, but that is not a sufficient reason to flaunt uh, to flaunt uh, such activities. One should not advertise, celebrate, or have pride in behavior which runs contrary to Torah values, even if that behavior is justifiable for other reasons which are endorsed by the Torah. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Weiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schnee Weiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-SchneeWeiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are MattSchneeWeiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.